KC Press Box, where you get the sports headlines that you care about. Plus, learn to make cold, hard cash with the Sportsbook 101 that teaches you every aspect of sports investing. Three wins, 12 losses on the lock of the week. And Steve? We saw one notorious, sore-ass loser last week, didn't we? Bill Belichick. This weekend, my friend, mm-hmm. we're going to see another one. We're headed to Tampa, Florida. The Rams are coming okay. to town to take on the Bucks. The wrong team is favored in this game. Oh, boy. Pound the Rams plus three. No, you know what? Correction. We don't need no stinking points. Pound the Rams on the money line. We're going to buy Tommy Brady. We're going to get that guy a pacifier. We're going to get him some diapers for the temper tantrum Tommy's going to be putting on because the Rams win outright. The lineup is ready. The players are set. And now, let's head to the KC Press Box with your hosts, Steve Serrano and Dave O. Welcome to the show. Honestly, you heard that intro from uh, just last week's show. This is uh, season two, episode number four. Uh, last week on show number three, uh, that was the audio from the lock of the week. And I wish you could actually see uh, Davo's reaction as the audio is playing back. You are, you're you're kind of doing like little physical like excitement, like, damn it, I got it right again. I got it. I got it again. You heard that, damn it. I'm, I'm in. Daddy's hot. Is that 24 wins, 12 losses? That's 66% in the lock of the week, my friend. That is right. 24 and 12 lock of the week. That was the audio from just this last week. But I, I, I was seriously, though, you, you heard the audio back. You were right on uh, almost it to a T. me Almost it. to a T that you, you predicted that. But it was just so funny watching you get, you, you're just smiling. You're just smiling over there because daddy's hot. Like you said, you said again before the show. I love it when you call me daddy. You that I had to call you daddy at least 14 times during the show. Uh, I don't know what that what you're into, but daddy, you, you, you were hot last week. Eight wins, one loss against the spread in the playoffs. Eight out of nine. Daddy is smoking hot right now. I will say it was a, a fun weekend of football uh, in the NFL, and now we're only down to two more games, the AFC and the NFC, for this coming weekend. Uh, so really, this is even more. Last week you had eight games, mm-hmm. right? No, four games. Yeah, four games, sorry. Eight teams. Eight teams, four, four games. So, you know, it was a little bit... You could get one wrong. Yeah. Right? Wasn't the end of the world. Yeah. This week... This what you can't get anything wrong. No, I'm not wrong. getting them wrong this if you're If you're wrong, then you might as well forget it. You're no longer called daddy. We'll call you dumbass. This is this this is a layup this week. Layup? Uh-huh. All right. So we'll dive into this layup, a.k.a. we're talking football, but it references back to basketball. I am Steve Serrano. He is Davo. Uh, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm, I'm excited for the show, and I want to make sure everyone is subscribing at kcpressbox.com if you haven't already. Obviously, you're listening, so I'm assuming you've accessed the website, and hopefully you subscribe. But tell a friend, follow along, fire us off an email into the studios there in the bottom right corner of kcpressbox.com. Yeah, man, I'm excited for this weekend. How's everything going out there at GEHA Field? It, you're out there. It, it's rocking there at Arrowhead. Did you get late over the weekend? A lot of people were asking. They were texting in. Who? What? I don't know. That was you were very you were very in a good mood last week. So people are curious if it happened again. I'm up almost two G's the last uh, two it's weeks. It's right here on the sheet. People were asking, did he get lucky over the weekend? Oh, Nick, our intern. I know. I know you went eight and one, but the real question is, did you get lucky? No, no question asked. 
No, I don't. A nice chug. Thanks for asking, though. Well, just there's people. All Thanks right, for so, showing an interest so in my I, I, intimate it's, life. It's all about keeping track it's of numbers. Game. It's all about keeping track of numbers. So I'm going to go ahead and put an 0 and 1 for this week. Dave will <laughs> lost this week. Did you get some? Always. Uh, all right, let's talk <laughs> about the show. Uh, a lot to talk about here in the NFL AFC versus NFC. We got our sports headlines coming up a little bit later. Uh, we're going to do something different with Davos rant. I like this idea. What are we doing? Uh, we'll do a little bit. We'll, tell, we'll tease that. That's it. Let's call it in the industry a, a radio tease. Okay. Uh, it'll nervous. be fun. You don't want to miss this. It'll be quick, like your relationships. Um, so we'll dive into that. Plus, MLB. We got to talk Major League Baseball because yeah. uh, if we are going to bring the replacements in or if we're going to actually have a, a real season, um, there's not a lot of Major League Baseball news to talk about. But let's dive into it now. Here we the go. KC Press Box headlines. All right. Uh, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens. What do they both have in uh, common? They both did not make the Hall of Fame. So Only dumb. one one got inducted uh, this last week. David Ortiz, congratulations. Owners and pl- uh, players are slowly. Uh, are they making progress or are they na- not making progress? That's the real question here when it comes to the start of the season. So I'll give you two quick minutes on MLB, and we'll get to football because I know nobody cares about the MLB. And that's what's so depressing is that MLB is just keeps shooting itself in the foot. I'm sorry. This 100%. We're, we're excited. It's football. Obviously, Kansas City here. Uh, the excitement's even more. But right now, do you care? Do that? They're over there. They're, they're playing in the sandbox, but no, nobody gives a crap. You know what's sad is that's my favorite sport, and I don't care. Like, that, that's the whole thing. MLB is just uh, – the commissioner is a complete jackass, Rob Manfred. I mean, you he eliminates minor league. They get rid of 20 little towns that have minor league. Why are you eliminating places where kids can grow up going to games for two bucks and watching guys? And he gets rid of franchises, you know, in the minor leagues. And then, you know, then they're about to go into a, a, well, they are in a lockout right now. They might have a work, a work stoppage here and you can't watch the damn game. It's a work stoppage. Well, I mean, they just locked them out. They can't well, go get to work. that part, but so like, but the executives they're still going in. Well, yeah, but I mean the players like the sport. But I mean, then you got you can't even watch the damn games because people up here at the station that if you unless you have a certain carrier you can't watch the games. <laughs> I they, will tell you that they black out like even if like I pay big money for MLB fifteen TV, bucks. Yeah, it's like an extra fifteen per you month. You still just can't for that. get like fifteen percent of the teams. Like the whole sport is just so jacked and it's disappointing. So you asked, are they making progress? They are. It sounds like uh, they've got two of the five main issues knocked out of the way. I still think they'll probably start the season on time, opening day. I do think spring training will be delayed by two weeks. I mean, remember, Steve, we haven't even had the Rule 5 draft yet. We still have, like, two-thirds of the players don't have teams yet. The free Remember, free agency yeah. stopped. So, like, we still have probably they need three weeks before spring training just to, you know, get that stuff done. So spring training is going to be delayed when they report. And I, I suspect the season will start on time, but it's just a disaster. They can't get out of their own way. And you mentioned, by the way, real quick, Bonds and Clemens. What a joke. For, they, they're now ineligible forever. They didn't get really that. That, that was, this was the last chance. So both Barry, so MLB, the all-time hits leader, Pete Rose, not in the hall of fame, the all-time home run hitter, Barry Bonds, not in the Hall of Fame. Joke of a sport. It, it, it pains me to say that. I love baseball. It pains me to say that. It's a joke. Well, I, I will say, like you said, it, it's very upsetting, especially as, um, you know, you want to watch the games here in Kansas City, and unfortunately things are so blacked out, and there's YouTube and all those things, you can't even watch the game. It ends up being – it makes it even harder and harder – to invest as a fan into the game when when you feel that uh, they're not investing back into you. And how dumb is it? Like, let's say you take your son out, you and your wife take your son out to Cooperstown someday, and he says, Daddy, who is who had the most hits? Who had the most home runs? And you're like, oh, Sonny, they're not in here. Oh, I just, I just lie about it. Yeah. 
Let's just say George Brett. George, yeah, he's the classic. <laughs> he had the best. So we'll we'll keep track of this. Obviously, Dave, a huge MLB fan, so we'll see what happens, how the season shakes out. Um, but right now, not looking good for Major League Baseball in the upcoming 2022 season. All right, let's talk football. Let's All do right? it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, some big weeks, um, especially uh, both on the AFC and the NFC. I think was, hands down, the best weekend of football that Ever. I've seen Ever in my lifetime. Ever, for sure. It was incredible. Will never be duplicated. I mean, let's talk first the Saturday games um, and and kind of what you can take from each game before we dive into this AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game. First thing first, game number one was Cincinnati versus Tennessee. Cincinnati won this game. We called it from the beginning that they could be beat. Mm -hmm. Tennessee was, I felt like a facade of a team. Mm -hmm. They they were a facade of number one. Should have they been number one? They were because people made mistakes. But, I mean, what do you take after that game? Well, that game in particular is important because with the Chiefs play them, and we'll talk more about this, like you said, we'll preview the games later. But getting back to that game in particular, Joe Joe Burrow just takes way too many sacks. I mean, they do get sacked nine times. I mean, he's back there, and and probably half of those were his fault. And they were just like, you got to get rid of the ball, dude. And and we'll talk about a little prediction I have for the Chiefs' defense a little bit later on today but my big takeaway from that game is their offensive line for Cincinnati we knew it was bad going in absolutely brutal he's not helping things by not getting the football out of there um defensively I don't think Cincinnati is really that good especially with uh the the loss of their big run stopper that we talked about last week now it didn't hurt them they actually ended up stopping the run pretty decently in that game but they had they had no business winning that game I mean you get sacked nine times in the road what they put up was it 17 or 20 points they they, how they put up any points and, and let me look, check that while I'm talking here. Ryan Tannehill, I mean, just gave them the freaking game with his three interceptions. I mean, you come out the first play of the game and throw an interception, which was kind of funny. So it was, yeah. it was game one. It was it was uh, play number one. Yeah. I felt at that point that was setting the tempo for the rest of the game. 19 points is all they scored, and they turn and they got sacked that many times. Still, barely one off of three turnovers. Tennessee, like you said, I mean, they deserve to be the number one seed because they they did have some nice wins. They beat some good teams. I mean, they smoked the Chiefs for one thing, but they did. You know, the Chiefs and the Bills just didn't get the job done. But at the end of the day, we kind of knew this team was kind of fraudulent all year. Um, I just don't think Tannehill can get you there. I think he's he's in that same. Uh, Is he a top five quarterback in the NFL? Not even close. Not even top ten. I don't think. Some people. I, I read something though. I, you bring that up because I th- I'm assuming you're talking about the story. Who was it that tweeted out like after week six he's a top five quarterback? And yep. we, I think you and I were like, okay. But it's like Tannehill, like. He's in that same tier to me with Derek Carr. Like he Tannehill, Derek Carr, you know, he's in that tier of guys. So no, and you know, I he's not good, but Tennessee's not gonna get there with him. Um, that game though in particular, my biggest takeaways were just that Tennessee should have won the game. They gave the game away. Cincinnati really, to me, didn't deserve to win that game necessarily. But I will say, like I thought from the beginning, that that's the game that I felt that the Cincinnati could run away with. I felt that was the team that was going to beat Tennessee. I felt that was points. correct. Yeah, they didn't in that game. And Tennessee's defense was low-key, got a lot better as the year. They have speed, man. They're and, good. And you could tell from the beginning of that game and how the end of the game went, too. I mean, turnovers, field goal. Turnovers, field goal. And yeah. Cincinnati wins. How, how, how about all four games, by the way, ending on a scoring play? Three field goals, the last it. play of the game, and a it. touchdown you'll, the last like play. Like we said at the beginning of the never show. Never happen again. Uh, you'll never see that uh, in the NFL again. All right, let's talk about game number two. This time it was San Francisco. Both number ones, by the way, got knocked off. 
Isn't that Tennessee crazy? gets knocked off. Green Bay gets knocked off. Uh, nothing right. like some Saturday football. Let me football. ask you a question here before we talk about San Francisco Green Bay. Do you think, because we saw both number ones get knocked off, do you think it was actually a blessing that the Chiefs had to play to stay sharp? They never got to rest their guys or get complacent here. or have two weeks, two or three weeks off? Let's rewind. Would to, they have been able to, to come back against Buffalo had they not played the week before? Let's rewind to last year. Here's, here's what I thought. The Chiefs needed to lose that game to Cincinnati. That was the game that they needed to lose. Wake them up. To wake them up, to realize that they could be beat. You're at the end of the season. You don't want to go in there and act like you're the big dogs right now. All right? That, that, that put them in their place. They needed to then all of a sudden play. They, they stay tuned up. There's stay no sharp, break. Yeah. They're staying sharp. They're working out there. They're, they're, they're keeping that, you know, like even what Tennessee said. They, oh, well, they practiced that week that they had the bye. They put shoulder pads on. It's not game ready. Right. They're not game ready. They were game ready. They were, they were going through the, the, the process uh, to keep winning. You know, the, they, obviously, you need the rest. Number one, but also at the same time, at this point now, let's get the adrenaline going. Because if you remember Tennessee, remember they sleptwalked through that Houston game. They got yeah. they started off slow. They got up to a big lead. They blew it. They just about lost that last game. But they didn't play Henry. Julio was out. Like you could tell, they were just going through the motions. Then they have a full week off. I just find it kind of odd that both number one seeds lost after having all that time off. I just say the extra time. The Packers didn't even play Rodgers that much. The, the extra time. The and then game. obviously the the Chiefs having uh, to realize, oh, you know what. We're not going to be able to kick walk now, in. It's now, time to play some football. Now the fair thing is they probably wouldn't have played Buffalo, and you know had they had the bye, but they would not have been able to put up that many points that they would have been off for two weeks. Is my point. Like everybody said, and we'll, we'll again, we're not even at that game yet. But the Buffalo and Kansas City game was the the game of the year. Yeah. So uh, anyway, all right, San Fan Green Bay. What do you take yeah. out of that? Well, I mean, what a complete and utter failure by the Packers. I mean, you and I have been talking all year. They're frauds. We knew that. Now I didn't think they'd lose this game. This is the one game I've missed. I'm eight and one against the spread, and I will tell you, Steve. Um, I had a very, very good winning weekend last weekend. I would have had a monster weekend if Green Bay. I had them on the money line. I can't believe they lost that game. But, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, what do you throw for, 140 yards? Yep. I mean, it's pathetic. The guy sucks. And Aaron Rodgers is missing throw after throw. If you go back and look at some of the replays in that game, last play of the game when the Packers had the ball, it was like third and 15. He went deep for Devontae Adams. Like, Remember that play, like 50 yards yep. downfield? Yep. Alan Lazard streaking wide open over the middle of the field for a 30-yard gain. He just didn't even see him. He's missing guys all night. I mean, he is pathetic, and, and I'm going to rant about Rodgers. But what, what a joke. Like, how about him coming out of – remember when he came out of college and the hometown 49ers didn't draft him? Do you remember his quote? Oh, yeah. He said – they said, well, how you know how sorry are you that the that the Niners didn't draft you? Not as sorry as they're going to be. Bro, you're now 0-4 in the playoffs against the 49ers. 0-4 in the playoffs against the 49ers. I, and at home you lost. You see what he said the last time they lost in San Francisco? Well, wait till they have to come to Lambeau in the cold. We'll see what happens then. Bro, you lost again because you can't hit the throw because you're doing stupid interviews on podcasts talking about non-football things the day before a game. I'm glad. You know what? I lost money off of that. I still made money for the weekend. I lost money on that. I'm kind of glad I did because he's a loser. So, Is the, he coming to Denver, by the way? I don't know. That's Obviously, you're, you're all over the place when it comes to that. But, you know, can Aaron Rodgers leave? That's a question. Um, you bring up the good point. Does he go to Denver? But, I mean, if you're at the end of the season, you really want to go someplace else cold? Well, I don't know. The, right? Because, I mean, <laughs> let's play. I mean, you go to retire, you go to Tampa Bay, right? I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure you saw that Nathaniel Hackett, his offensive coordinator in Green Bay, just got hired as head coach this morning in Denver. So that's opening up the speculation. You know, Hackett and him are boys. Is he coming there? But, but if you're Rodgers, let me ask you that. It's not just the fact that it's cold. Do you want to come into the same division as Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. Isn't his ego too big for that, Steve? You would think so. 
But I will tell you that the team that that uh, I felt that could beat Green Bay was the Niners. Well, they're dangerous because their defense is, is good. You saw them the first game of the, of the or the first drive of that game. It looked like it was the Packers were going to roll them. They went right down the field. Literally did nothing after that. I mean, you're right. San Francisco has got a really good defense. Now I'm interested for this weekend. We'll talk about this game later. But I'm interested to see. You know, is Debo Samuel healthy? Is Trent Williams able to go? Is he healthy? How are they holding up on the defense? Because they did get pretty banged up in that game. And so that's an interesting team, though, because they're really well coached. I have Kyle Shanahan firmly in my top five coaches in the NFL with Mike Tomlin and Belichick and Andy Reid. He's in that tier of guys there um, in the top five, along with Brian Flores, who somehow got fired, which is dumb by the Dolphins. Those are kind of my top five guys. But so they're well coached, and that's how they were able to go in there. They're just, they're so disciplined on defense. I really like the four. 49ers a lot. All right. Well, two games down. Now you move to Sunday. This is where the real fun happens. Let's talk about um, the Rams and the how do you how do I explain Tampa Bay the the crying Tom Brady. <laughs> Did you see the memes going around yeah. about, yeah, I, he was upset. And if you recap, if you missed this in the game, um, Tom got a personal foul. Yeah, first that great. personal foul that he's ever had. On a bloody lip. <laughs> On, and the memes that are going around, I think it's from, I can't even remember what movie it is, but it's like mirroring his bloody lip and another guy's bloody lip from like a movie. And it's just, he was upset. He was, and it was the reason that he got the personal foul was because of the, um, the words that came out of Tom Brady's mouth. Well, Ed Hockley's the referee is an egotistical prick. Correct. So yeah, it, it was, I mean, in defense of Tom Brady, I don't defend Tom Brady very often. I mean, he got, he did get hit in the mouth, but that's a part of football. Hey, by the Just way, because you get a bloody lip doesn't mean it's an illegal play. Just while we're on that topic, before we get to that game, how did Tyreek Hill get a $20,000 fine for the pom-pom, but Tom Brady can destroy an iPad on the sideline. Remember two weeks ago, that's he true. throws the iPad like, but somehow Tyreek having fun with the pom-poms gets him fine. I don't know. That just, that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but I think you want to talk about this game. And Let's talk about the game. Tampa Bay, uh, they lost this one to the Rams. I think Lock of the week, uh, baby. if you were at uh, Arrowhead, Tom Brady came back, by the way, though. He came back and he gave it a good run. Um, but I will say at Arrowhead, they, the game was was being played oh, you saw it. on the screen. And it was all the way up until the last field goal. And the stadium went crazy. When they lost? When Tom Brady, what was it, an interception? Or what did he do at the very end of that game? What did happen at the end of that game? Something happened where it was the turnover that no, caused the turnover. Uh, well, maybe it was a fourth down. It was a fourth down, and then they were about to get the ball back. Yeah, it was I fourth down remember. because the Rams had the ball uh, close in Tampa Bay's area. I just know the Rams kicked so the game So it was it. Goal. That was it before they were about to kick the field goal or whatever it was. It was probably that big pass by the Cooper Cup. Yes. It was like a 50 And all I know is point. they showed on the screen Tom Brady's face of defeat. And Arrowhead just went how about, how about you and I texting and I'm getting all cocky because the, the Rams were up like 17 the whole game. I mean, they, they destroyed them, dude. The first three quarters, they were demolishing them. And I'm texting you like, daddy's hot, daddy's hot. And all of a sudden the game's tied and you're like, what? Did you really just count out Tom Brady? And I'm like, dude, how about that meltdown? My biggest takeaway from this game, the five turnovers from the second quarter and on by the Rams. You fumble on the, on the one yard line at the end of the first half. Could have put the game up to 24 points at halftime there by Cam Akers. And by the way, I'm interested to see how much they play Cam Akers because then he fumbles again at the very end there and allows the, the Bucks to tie the game. So he had two fumbles. They missed a field goal because their kicker got hurt during warm-ups. So he, like, his hamstring was messed up. He missed like a 42-yarder that could have put the game away. And then they you know, then they had the, the Cooper Cup turnover and the snap over Stafford's head. It was just like they completely melted down and still won that game, which tells you how much of a lock that game really was. They were so much better than the Bucks. That's my preseason prediction was the Chiefs and the Rams, and I, and I like the Rams the way they're playing. 
um, at this moment. But what do you think about that? What do you do you think? What do you think they do with Cam Akers this week? I mean, because he fumbled twice in that game, and he, Sony Michelle's barely played in that game, but he is their other back, and he's capable. Do you, do you think? Do you think Akers loses touches, or they stick with him this week? I, I, I say you got to stay with him, just yeah. like anything else with the, the 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 talent that he has. But I think the Rams, their defense, it's defense, it's defense, so defense. That's what it is. Their defense. But is good, talking man. to people out here in the in the building, uh, it's no questions asked that the Rams will get defeated this week. Are you talking about the guy that's outside the... No, no. This is a non... This is a Saints fan. Says oh, that the Rams God. will get defeated. Yeah, that same guy also told me Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback. Um, all right, let's talk now the Chiefs and the Bills. Uh, what will be called one of the best games in NFL history. Yeah. Uh, they will call it everything. Everything from the Grim Reaper to the 13-second man to the Chiefs defeating the Bills, which I would say is the best game you'll see all year. Um and we, we called it from the beginning, the Chiefs and the Bills. Game of this the is the, the game of the year. This is the Super Bowl. It is the Super Bowl. And you see the memes going around that the, the NFL would love to change it to the best of seven, <laughs> the Chiefs versus the Bills. Uh, it was it was a fun game, and the and the Chiefs were able to pull it off this time, even with 13 seconds on the clock. And it's just such an interesting game because but each team was in the low 20s with like two minutes left in the fourth quarter, right, in points. And then all of a sudden, both teams just went bananas in the last 155 of that game. It was just so interesting. It, it's what we always talk about, Steve. Quarterback play in the playoffs in the NFL. What did you see? You, you saw guys just elevate their game and put their teams on their back it, when it mattered. And that's what both quarterbacks did. And, and, and Patrick Mahomes looks like vintage Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't think there's any doubt that he was in a bit of a slump earlier in the year. Now, a lot of that was receivers dropping balls and things that weren't his fault, some miscommunications. But he missed some throws. He had a couple bad games in there. But he looks right now... As good as he's ever looked these last he does. several weeks. He he's, does. He's not, I don't want to jinx him, but he's not turning the ball over. He's making good decisions. He's getting out of blitz, leaving the pocket at the right time, using his legs, um, you know, based on the coverages teams are giving him. I mean, he's just on the same page. He's calm. Did you, did you see the, uh, did you see that the, the heart tracker that was on him? The study about, no. they had a tracker on him and it showed like, like his heart rates at different times of the game. He was most calm when he was on the field, which is a good sign. He's cool as a cucumber. Like his heart rate was very calm when he was playing, but it showed like when he was on the sidelines watching Josh Allen, his heart rate would get really hard, you know, high because he had no control over it. He's like us. He's stressed out about that. So I thought that was really interesting. Uh, I'm sure you saw the videos of, of him and, and Travis, you know, before with, you know, the 13 second play when they, you know, when they did it, or I guess it was the eight second play at that point when they did the, the play to get him in a field goal range and yep. how they, it was backyard football. And you hear him saying, Trav, Trav, do it, do it, do it, do it. And I mean, it, like, there's so many things to talk about in this game. I mean, what what the hell was Buffalo thinking, kicking it deep and not running clock off on the uh, the 13 second thing? Because uh, that there, there's a lot time. of conversations. I've had a lot of people talk about that too. Couple reasons: number one, you want to make Patrick go as far as possible. Um, if they do a decent return, maybe they get themselves at seven seconds, right? So say we divided up a play with six seconds or seven seconds. Maybe that return takes you just as close um, I guess. As, as a play. I mean, their first play hit 25 yards. So could have that return done the same thing? And now their coach claims that he did call the pooch and the kicker didn't hear it, which I have a hard time understanding how that's even possible. Well, I mean, either, that's why I say either way, it could have been beneficial to the Chiefs if he gets the ball. I mean, you you got one play instead of two plays. That that return, I, who was back? Tyreek? Uh, I don't know who they had back. So, I mean, in that in that situation, that play could be just as many yards Maybe as one play. I don't know. Then so. a couple other things. Why? What the hell was Buffalo? Why were they playing sideline defense when the Chiefs had three timeouts? Like, 
Why would you? The, the Chiefs don't give a shit. Where they, or sorry, pardon my French. Where they go, they have three timeouts. They can use the middle of the field. But what really, the couple other things I want to take away in this game is that I be, I really do believe that Tyron Matthew injury cost the Chiefs at least a touchdown in this game. I, I, I they, they made the Bills punt four times after they didn't punt at all against the mighty New England fraudulent defense that we knew was frauds. But we made them punt four times. Don't you think Matthew gets at least one stop? Or at the very least, one of those wide-open, busted coverages doesn't happen if he's at the back end. So I think the Chiefs win that game by 10, I'm going to say. If Matthew doesn't get hurt early on, I really believe that. I think the Chiefs were 10 points better. They played well in this game. Also, Harrison Bucker doesn't normally miss, you know, 50, 50 yarder is not a layup. We're not, we're not in that situation at this point if we're making extra points and yeah. field goals. 50 yarder is not, I, I realize <laughs> that's not a layup, but he makes that kick, as you know, four out of five times at least. So, I mean, he missed that. He missed the extra point. So, the, between that and the Matthew, I really think the Chiefs probably should have won this game by 10. So, I don't buy the whole the Chiefs were super lucky to win. And I, I don't think that's fair. I will say, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Do you think, because I, I don't, I think whoever had the home game in this game was going to win. I don't think the Chiefs would have won this game in Buffalo. Your thoughts? Well, I think that the atmosphere at Arrowhead is no other, no other stadium. I mean, when it came to some of those plays, second down, third down, I mean, the, the extra crowd, the extra um, atmosphere that Arrowhead brings is, is a huge game changer. Could have the Chiefs still won that game in Buffalo? Yes. Um, do they have the advantage because it's at Arrowhead? Yeah, 100%. Uh, do they, they, they have what they need in their back pocket, and that was the fans. You can see it when Chris Jones um, is pumping up the crowd. Is, is you know Even when there's 13 seconds left, um, you know you being at home, you know you're – it's backyard football. It's human nature, yeah. too. Think you're about naturally going to you – know, a team can get beat at home 100%. You're more but, relaxed and comfortable, and you got people exactly. behind your back. It's human nature. People are, exactly. are cheering you on. Like, if you're at the gym, throwing up the bench, if you're by yourself, you probably don't – maybe you can't do that extra rep, you know? But if you've got somebody there that's spotting you and cheering you on that got your back and pumping you up – call you the human spotter. You do a little better. There. One other thing, too, is I think we got to give a little toast. Next time, we, next time you and I have a beer together, I think we need to toast the Jacksonville Jaguars because think about it. Not only did the Jacksonville Jaguars beat Buffalo – remember they beat them 9-6? to six. Yeah, they did. Otherwise, the Chiefs would have been playing at Buffalo in this game. You don't want that. But also – the Jacksonville Jaguars took out the Colts the last game of the year, who you and I both agree. Who would you have rather seen, the, the the Steelers or the Colts? You know, like, I feel like the Jacksonville Jaguars, we really need to, I, I feel like they indirectly really helped the Chiefs out this year. All right, real fast, before we jump into some predictions for this week, uh, Saints coach uh, Sean Payton retired. Anything you want to talk about this? Are you surprised or not surprised? Yeah, Been since 2006, I think. Don't You can tell our Saints buddy, though, so hopefully he's listening. It, it, it's a disaster in New Orleans. I know he likes this guy that's like, oh, they got such a good defense. The defense is fine, but it's getting older, but it, it's a disaster there they have nothing on offense they don't have a quarterback they're paying Taysom Hill how funny is it that he pays him four and 40 and then pieces out like that but I he said today he's already gotten two offers but he's stepping away I think he retires for a year he's too young he'll come back I just think he wanted out of the disaster in New Orleans so that I'm, I am shocked by that though I'm very surprised that he's out all right let's talk now this coming weekend AFC NFC championship uh game number one uh AFC side the Chiefs have that 2 p.m game right now the Chiefs are favored uh plus seven 54 over under minus seven uh, minus you. seven sorry uh odds that the chiefs win this straight without the, even the the extra seven the chiefs are going to win this game i mean this game i'm not even concerned about Just the lock of the week well we'll see oh. so let's so let's let's go back to the last time these teams played let's talk about this game here and i'll tell you why they're going to win this game so last time as you mentioned earlier is probably at the time we hated it and it worked out fine you're probably right. That might have been a game the Chiefs needed to lose. Or at, the, or at the very least, it's a game that ended up not really hurting them at all. Wake them up. 
34 to 31, they lost at Cincy. And I was not one of those people that blamed the refs for this game. There were a couple bad calls in this game, but the, the, the refs didn't give up third and 26. No, and, but there was some bad penalties. Yeah, you it, know that. There was, but I mean, that that was not because of the refs that they lost this game. Anyway, that was part, that was the ref game. That was the horrible Spagnola defensive call game. The Chiefs didn't play well in that game. So uh, at the forefront of that, I mean, Jamar Chase, right? 11 catches that game, 266 yards and three touchdowns. The Chiefs just got torched by Jamar Chase in that game. So I like the fact that like this happened during the regular season. Because Don't you kind of feel like he would have had a similar game plan in the playoffs? If this is the first time we're playing him. I kind of feel like he would have a similar game plan to what he did in that game. So getting torched in that game and seeing that I think they learned in that game that Joe Burrow is the real deal. I, I mean, and we sure. talked about it on here that I had thought that Spagnola, he, before that game, he said he's a young Tom Brady. He reminds him of Tom Brady. I remember telling you that I thought that was kind of like it was almost like he was going out of his way to compliment him but didn't believe it like sometimes when you say phrases it's almost like you can tell you don't believe it like a statement like that like i don't think he actually believed that stuff i think you want to compliment your opponent always and the chiefs are actually pretty good about that you don't see the chiefs talking trash and rallying opponents up very much and i I love these stupid memes I'll, i'll defend joe burrow on one thing i'm sure you've seen everywhere the joe burrow thinks that the arrowhead is not loud he says the sec stadiums are louder than the nfl stadiums the bro said that like several months ago that was not about I don't care. Uh, you know what? I don't care. That's the best. Why would you? What, why? Agreed. Why? Why you disagree with that? I totally I, disagree with you. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. Why? Why the Chiefs fans? But he when you just said, hold on. I don't care if he said it or not. That's bullshit. <laughs> Here's the reason why. Why would you try to tell the Chiefs when they need something to get out there and get loud? You said even just seconds ago, the Chiefs versus the Bills. He didn't say it about the they, Chiefs. Though. I don't give a he shit. He said it three months it ago. It doesn't matter. It wasn't about why would head. you not take the quote? Just like anything else, you find a part oh, that then wow. all. Yeah. You find a part that's going to make people get pissed off and get out there and show that they're loud to help the Chiefs. You even said if the Chiefs played the Bills in Buffalo, they lose. I'm not the Chiefs with that. need that. So no, that you don't say that they needed to let it go. They need to grab onto something, grab the balls, and fucking run with it. I'm just, I'm geez, man. We got the family show here. Sorry, a little riled up. Sure. Do you, do you want to take the rant be, today? Because you need that's the best thing. Whoever but, came out with that, that's the best thing you could possibly I do agree. to get the Chiefs fans going. I agree, but I'm just saying he didn't actually say that about Who cares? this shit if he said it about the damn high school football team (laughs) anyway in this game i think they found out that joe burrow is the real deal right so in this game the chiefs are going to have to play it differently than the last time now let's go through some of the matchups here the cincinnati offensive line as we touched on earlier god awful they're 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 battered they're not good i'm going to make you a little mini prediction here i think that burrow is going to be told bro you can't be getting sacked eight, nine times. Like half of those sacks, you saw the game, half of those sacks in the Tennessee game were on him. He just stood back there and didn't get rid of the damn ball. I think in this game, he's going to overcompensate for that. I think the Chiefs will get to him four or five times just because the offensive line is so bad. The Chiefs pass rush is going to have a great day. If you're playing DFS, I love the Chiefs defense this week. I also like the Rams too, but uh, I my prediction to you is this. The Chiefs are going to take one to the house, pick six in this game, because he's going to overcompensate, get the ball out quick. They're going to blitz a lot. You know, he doesn't want to take the sacks. I just feel like this is a pick six coming in this game. He didn't turn it over against Tennessee. I think it's coming. I think the Chiefs are going to have a really big defensive play in this game. That's going to help them get there. But if you look at it offensively, uh, defensively, I think the Chiefs can hold them under 30 without a problem. I think I think they put up 24. They'll have a different game plan for Chase. Now, he's going to get his quick hitters, his bubbles off the line. You saw him take one for 50 yards last week against the Raiders. I mean, he's just a freak nature, you know. He'll get some big plays. I don't see the Chiefs allowing him to beat them downfield. And Tyron Matthew back at practice today. 
today where he's not officially out of the protocol, but he should be. He should be back out there. Fenton, hopefully, will be back out there. I think the Chiefs will have a game plan this time since Bags learned his lesson to limit Jamar Chase in this game. I think Joe Mixon's probably the more likely one to get a lot of dump-offs out of the backfield for Cincinnati. But defensively, I think the Chiefs can hold them under 30, get a big play. Now, offensively, when the Chiefs have the ball, I don't think Cincinnati can stop them. I, 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 it's going to be really interesting. I want to hear your thoughts on this. What are the Chiefs doing at running back this week? Because last week it was 60-40 McKinnon. I, I think it's the same. Is it 50-50 now? Uh, no, it's 60-40. I don't see, I don't but, see a reason to change it. But they had Hilaire in there at the very end, remember, when it, when it counted the most? Like, yeah, you got to make sure you hold on to the ball, number one. I think it's fine. McKinnon looks great out there. I, don't, I, don't, I think he's, more than anything, you put him out there in the – freaking between the tackles he's ready to roll i think the chiefs can do whatever they want in this game on offense i think they'll be able to run the football cincinnati can't stop the run and they're not going to be trying to stop the run in this game they're going to be focusing on travis kelsey and to a small degree tyreek hill the chiefs are going to do whatever they want on offense i don't see any way the chiefs score less than 30 points i'm going to go ahead and give you a prediction right now the chiefs win this game by 10 points 37 27 and, and i will tell you one thing regardless of what davo just said burrow said it and he said Arrowhead's not loud. He did not say Arrowhead's not loud. Doesn't matter. That wasn't the quote. It doesn't matter. You get loud. You get really loud. When Chris Jones wants you to get loud, you get loud. Why are you getting soft right now? It's because. I kind of like your that's what you voice. Ca- that's kind of what you want. Will you call yeah, me oh, daddy in that voice? Bro didn't say anything bad about the cheese. Okay. That's not how I sound. He's fine. He's a good guy. That's not how I sound. All right. Next uh, game number two. Uh, again, the Chiefs for Cincinnati. Uh, 2 p.m. kickoff. Actually, I think it's 2.05 uh, is the first kick. Uh, game number two. 5.30 Rams and Niners in Los Angeles, which if the Rams win, that would be two back-to-back years. The hosting city would have a hosting team. After never happening in the history of the NFL. And then Chiefs Incredible. both times are, of course... Incredible, yeah. The Chiefs could be in it too. So interesting to see what happens. Do you happens think the Rams even have fans though? Yeah, the, <laughs> the Rams have um, people that like the the the, the atmosphere. I feel like are they a Rams fan? No, I feel like it won't be as bad as Tampa was. The Tampa has also more diehards. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, what's your breakdown on this? What's the over under on this? Uh, what is the over under in this game? Let's see. Curious on this one. The over under in this game. Uh, did I not put that on there? No, let's look at that real quick Boy, here. And the spread here. What's their spread? Rams are three and a half. Over-under is 45 and a half. Okay. So three and a half and 45 and a half. Now, so the 49ers have won both meetings this year. You and I both know how hard it is for a team to beat somebody three times in the same 100%. season. 49ers blew them out the first time, 31 to 10. Second time was just, well, I think it was week 18, 27-24. In fact, it was. That's how the 49ers got in the playoffs in the first place. So 31 to 10, 27 and 24. Niners have won both meetings. They're not winning this game, bro. They're, they're not winning this game. Jimmy Garoppolo is a couple of years ago. He got to the Super Bowl because their defense was flat out just dominant. That season, I mean, we, we remember that. I mean, the Chiefs, the famous wasp play, they barely had enough time to get that play off because the, the, the pass rush. It's not the same Niners defense as it was. They, they're still stacked with some great players like Bosa and Warner. They still have got some really good players out there, and I really like the 49ers defense in general. I think it's a very good defense, but they've got Jimmy Garoppolo playing quarterback. The bro is not even a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. Might be top 20. Maybe. Maybe. I don't think so. Did you see some of those dying quails he threw in Green Bay no. that should have been picked off? There was like five balls. The Rams are going to have a heyday on defense in this game. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, we, we've seen we've seen Debo already banged up a little bit at the end of the last week. I'm a, he's going to play, obviously. I don't even know how healthy Debo is. Eli Mitchell seems to always be banged up. The Rams can stop the run, so I don't think they're going to be able to run in this game, which they really need to do. I, I just don't see how... I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is looking at two to three interceptions in this game. I think the Rams' defense is too much. I mean, for as much as I like the Niners' defense... 
I like the Rams defense even more. Now, so I, I see I see San Francisco struggling to get to 20 points in this game. I, I would have a hard time believing they score 20. I think it's more like a 14 to 17 point game, 13, 17 points for the Niners. And when the Rams have the ball, the Rams won't torch them. Because uh, the the Niners have a respectable defense, and I do respect them. But I, I think Matthew Stafford is playing the best football of his career. People have always said, oh, Matthew Stafford sucks. Playoff Matthew Stafford will give it up. I mean, how good did he look last week? Didn't turn right. it over. Yeah, he did. Hit, hit some big-time throws when it counted. Um, you know, him and Cooper Cup are just on, on the next level. The, him and Cooper Cup are Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. You know, I think I think Tyreek and Patrick are on the same channel too, but I think I think Travis and Patrick are really on the same frequency. And I think that's how Cup and Stafford are. I, I think that deep, that offense is really good for the Rams. I don't see him turning the ball over a whole bunch. It's the NFL. Things seem to even out. They did that last week. I don't think the Rams have a lot of problems in this game, man. I think the Ram, I think both of these games are about ten point games. I, right. I like I like the Rams here. I really do. All right, so your prediction now would be uh, after this week, Chiefs versus the Rams. Yeah, before the Am season, that's my prediction. I made that before the year, and I'm still very confident. I, I, and then I, I, like I told you, whoever wins that Chiefs-Bills okay. game is going to the Super Bowl. So one more question before we'll jump into Davo's rant for your uh, KC Press Box. Again, make sure you subscribe and tell uh, somebody about the show, kcpressbox.com. Uh, a quick question. You, you are wrong, let's just say, okay? And you're wrong about one game. Okay. Do the Chiefs lose or do the Rams lose? Which you're, you're wrong. You're you're, you're wrong at one game. The, the 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 better team, the better chance is the Bengals. I don't I don't see any way the Rams lose this game. I really so don't. You think the upset? If there's an upset, the 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 Chiefs are the ones and, that lose. And trust me, and trust me, I get. I understand that the 49ers have already beat them twice. I get that. So I know I know you, some people would laugh and say, "Well, you're an idiot. How can you say there's no way when they've already beaten people them twice?" People say that anyways. Well, they do say that anyways because it's the playoffs. It's just it's the way the NFL works. I don't see any possible way the Rams lose. I, I, I the Chiefs would be the one that would lose, but I don't I don't see that possible either. Like I'm. If you if you win a percent, will these teams win the game outright? Eighty five percent chance the Chiefs win, ninety percent chance the Rams win. All right, let's do this. Time for some Davos rant. Uh, a little bit different. Talk to some of the producers of the show. Uh, normally, we give you about sixty seconds, but on behalf of Patrick Mahomes being the thirteen second man. Oh no! And you ma- cut me down. And make sure you tell your ladies at home that thirteen seconds is more than enough time. <laughs> okay, that's the meme going around right now. More than enough time, ladies. 13 seconds. Is that all you're giving me for my rant? Dave going to get 13 seconds. Oh, jeez. You can do your job in 13. Patrick not... can do his job in 13. Yeah, but he's elite at his job. Uh, I'm, only, I'm only good at my job. I thought you were a professional. All right. All right, David, you're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. That's your reminder of who you rant about since you can't remember anymore. All right. You all right? Yeah, give me. Don't cut me out. Don't start talking until like 12 seconds. All that, right. It's going to be a really quick rant. Dave, that's what she said. All right, here we go. Davos rant. 13 seconds. 13 seconds. Hold on. Give me. Let me go right at the top of the hour here. I'm not going to go half plus start. Give me a, four seconds. Okay. Are you ready? Davos rant. Go. Aaron Rodgers, you're an idiot. You come out and say, oh, they're going to regret not drafting me. 0-4 in the playoffs. You've let Jimmy Garoppolo get to two NFC championships. Maybe, bro, instead of doing hour-long podcasts Three, with Slapdick Podcast two, talking politics. One. That's it. That's it, baby. Your mic's, the mic's off. Mic is off. Davos, 13-second rant. That's all he needs in life. 13 seconds. Let your next girl know that, David. I, if I had seven more, I could have finished that. That's what she said, too. I need like All right, here we go. Uh, let's talk now. Sportsbook 101, the lock of the week just around the corner. Uh, before we dive into that, we are going to have our crystal ball question. If you ever want to submit your crystal ball question, be sure to do so uh, at our website, uh, kcpressbox.com. I uh, didn't even see the question yet. Uh, it comes from Jed. 
J-E-D. Is that a Jed, mm-hmm. you think? Like Jedediah or something? Interesting. Biblical like, name? I haven't seen that name. Uh, I've, I mean, heard it, but never seen it on paper. I don't know why. From Lee Summit, Missouri, where David resides. You're from there. And I'm from Lee Summit. Very close to my instant auto out there. Uh, all right, question. Jed wants to know, does Tom Brady come back next year? Yes or no? Great question, by the way. I want to, I'd like to answer this, too. You want to go first? You want me to go first? You can go ahead. I bet we're both on the there, same page. With the, with the ego he has, 100. There's there no go. way he's not going to announce a farewell tour. I think he plays one more year. He'll be 45, right? I think he wants to get to that round hole number. And I think more than that, he wants everyone talking about him for a year and let the fans know it's down to his last year. He wants the media to talk okay, about it. So one more year, he'll he'll announce a Super Bowl week. 100. percent I agree with that. So here's my question about Mr. Tom Brady: Does he have the team? Okay, to come back and even give it a run. He does because Gronk will come back with him one more year. He'll, they'll, Evans has got one more elite year, and then they'll probably resign Gob. And that defense is still pretty good. They gotta, they gotta show up the back of that defense. It's a veteran team. That that team's window's closing, but they probably have one more year. But that's what I mean. Does yeah. he still have a chance? I, I think he does, and I and I think that's why he'll play. Get to the forty-five, and, and you know, let the media talk about him. But don't you think he's gonna make it about him Super Bowl week? Like he'll announce this like the Wednesday of the Super Bowl week just to make it about the him. Farewell, Tom Brady yeah. tour. He's it's coming, or he'll he I says can, goodbye. You know. I can, 45 years old. You know what I can honestly see him doing? This what? might be a stretch. Couldn't you see him Kill buying us like either him or Nike or one of I don't know who does he even have for endorsements? Does he have any major endorsements? Mm. Oh yeah, I know he does Macy's, but couldn't you see him like a Super Bowl commercial? Like he announces his decision during the game in a commercial somehow, either with a client or he like pays the two billion dollars. He's so full of himself. I could totally see him like doing it during the Super Bowl, making the announcement. Not joking about that. All right, we'll see what happens. Uh, great question, though. Jed from Lee Summit. Why do you say it like that? So back in the day, here's a quick backstory. There is a network called Metro Sports. Yeah, I remember them, in, yeah. In Kansas City, Missouri. They were awesome. And there was an anchor on there, and I was playing uh, high school football at the time. And for some reason, the damn anchor would always go, it's Lee Summit. And I would, oh, I hated it. Hmm. So after I got out, and I, anytime I refer back to Lee Summit, that's how you say it. Do it on despite of that guy. All right. Uh, all right. We're going to do a little sports book of 101, drop some knowledge on you. Plus, coming up, uh, can the daddy get hot again? Uh, There's no doubt. You're 24 and 12? Yep. Is that right? So, can he go 25 and 12? We'll find out. Plus, uh, we'll see if he's correct on his two games for this coming week, the AFC and the NFC. It's time for some sports book 101. Let's make you some money. It's the sports book 101 with Dave O. I realize more of our listeners partake in sports wagering than they do in daily fantasy sports, but I do want to give a quick playoff DFS lesson this week. There is such a massive edge. I went back and looked at my records the last four playoffs. I keep records of all this stuff, which you should be doing, by the way. If you're, you know, if you're, uh, if you consider yourself, if, if you're going to do this for real and, and and try to, you know, really carve out a niche and, and make this a side hustle and something you can be profitable at, you really need to take care and look for patterns. What are you good at? What time of the year is good? What's predictable? What do you struggle at? You know, so you know what to taper back on, what to attack. It's good to look at records. That's one little mini lesson. But I went back and looked the last four years, Steve. The last ten. Playoff weekends, I have won eight of them. And I think I know why. I think there's a massive edge in DFS. There's still people, because during the regular season, a little quick background on DraftKings, for example, a lot of times people will want to you know, play, pay 9,000 of their 50,000 fake salary. That was a lot of money. They'll, they'll want to play Derrick Henry or, or uh, Cooper Cup. And, and to do that, 
you have to punt positions, which means you have to go down and play somebody like, you know, that's really cheap. That's not very good. Like, for example, a lot of people last week played Cooper Cup, who did have a really good week. But but to do that, they had to punt two places. They had to play a, a Randall Cobb who got a zero point for the Packers and some of these other guys. The thing is that sometimes works during the regular season uh, because there's so many bad defenses, right? And, and there's less value guys, but in the playoffs, things seem to play more true. Like, like teams seem to go to their studs more often in the playoffs. Defenses seem to play them better there. You don't have Cooper cup or Derrick Henry playing the jets anymore. You don't have them playing the Jaguars. It's tougher for guys to go bananas offensively in the playoffs and so I, I think things really just play more true. So in the playoffs, a massive edge for you in your cash games. I'm talking cash games only. Do the well-rounded thing. Two weeks in a row, I have smoked it. I had 193 points two weeks ago, 179 last week in the full slate cash games. And that's because I went well-rounded. Last week, I didn't play Cooper Cup and then play two slapdick players. I played A.J. Brown at 6,200. I played Elijah Mitchell at 59. I played Travis Kelsey at 66. I played Hill. So instead of paying up for two studs like Devontae and Cup and then you know punting three places, just play your well-rounded guys because there's so many studs that are priced so reasonably, so so cheap. I would rather jam in two or three really, really good players than one stud and three slapdick players in your lineup. So I'm just saying there's a massive edge for cash games in DFS. This is the last week for it. The Super Bowl only allows you to play showdown slate. So this is the last true weekend of DFS. And there's only two games. I mean, it's not really a true DFS slate, but there's still a massive edge this weekend. So in your cash game lineups, I mean, if, if it really works and you love your lineup and you can get cup in there, go for it. But I really think there's an edge to playing guys in the 5,800 to 6,800 range at running back and wide receiver and tight end and such and just having balance and not fat in your lineup. Keep it lean. Are you ready? Lock of the week? Yep. Let's do it. <clears throat> All right. So every week we do the lock of the week. Um, Dave, right now. Where's my sheet? 24 and 12. 24 and 12. So really, will you do two games or one game here? One game. You don't feel that confident? Well, you'll see. I'm just curious. You'll why, see. Not, why not give the people what they want? Maybe I am. So Maybe I've got a two-game parlay. Do you, can you do this in 13 seconds? No, I'm not doing this. You can't seconds. do it in 13 no, seconds? that screws the listeners over. Screw the listeners. Uh, wouldn't be your first time. All right, here we go. It's time for the lock of the week. Let's make you some money. Time for the lock of the week. Daddy is hot. 24 wins, 12 losses on the lock of the week, 8-1 and one against the spread in the playoffs. And, Steve, i got to ask you if some numbers mean anything to you. Do the numbers 335, 170, and 106 mean anything to you? No, not they're, at all. They're about to. Because we have an absolute lead pipe lock. I am so sure on this game, I might bet my cat Tippy on this game. And if I lose, give her away. And I love that damn cat. That's how sure I am about this game, man. It's going to hit. I know it is. I'm talking about a two-team money line parlay. I'm giving you both games this weekend in the National Football League. I love them both on their own. But no, we want we want the bigger payday. We want, we want to get a little greedy. I'm not going to lose on this. The Chiefs are at minus 335. That's why I asked you about that number on the okay. money line. Minus 335 on the money line. The Los Angeles Rams are minus 170 on the money line. Steve, you put them together in a two-team money line parlay, you get plus 106. That means 100 bucks will get you 106. 500 bucks will get you 530. You're going to get more than you bet on this game. There's no points. You get the teams straight up. I'm willing to bet my cat Tippy on this game. Pound it. The Chiefs and Rams money line parlay. Let's go. The question is, are you gassing up the Ford? Oh, I'm going up there. You're Saturday. going up? What time? 
Saturday around 11 a.m. Will you pick me up? I'll, will you actually go? I got a cat. I got a wad of cash in my pocket right now. Let's go. This daddy's hot right now. You get a whole bunch of free stuff. When you you haven't opened up an account up there yet either in the no, sports book. That's right. So, all right. Uh, season number two, episode number four in the books. KCPressBox.com. Be sure to tell a friend about the show. Uh, KCPressBox.com. How do you like that? I did what you said. You wanted two games. I gave them both to you. You, gave it, you, you teased me. You're good at that. that no, no wonder the ladies get mad at that you. That parlay is such you're, a lock. You're just a tease. 80% chance that parlay has. All right, next week on the show, uh, we will have a break in the NFL. We'll see if we have any MLB news to talk about next week. Uh, we'll have a few guests on the show, too, next week uh, to talk about this Super Bowl. Are we, yeah, we can say Super Bowl. It's not yeah, we're not, for we're us not, to say Super we're Bowl. We're not sponsored right now at this moment. So. Okay, so uh, we'll talk about the big game uh, coming up in Los Angeles between two teams on the AFC and the NFC that we'll talk about. Next week on the show, tell the a friend Rams about the Chiefs you're talking about. Well, we'll see what happens. ASC, NSC, a lot of football action this weekend. Have a great week. I am Steve Serrano. He is Davo. We're out. Later.